This show is not suitable for all viewers. There is coarse language, violent content, and wild shenanigans that do not belong in the ears of babies. So viewer discretion is advised. Hi everyone, and welcome to the interview show Confessions of a Game Master, where we talk to game masters and dungeon masters from the community about their shames and successes as storytellers of TTRPG games. Today is a special episode because it was recorded several years ago, back when I was first coming up with the concept, but not ready to release it. And we talked to Tony from The Dirty 20. Now, this was back in the days when I was just a lowly DM for Throne of Dice, a podcast that will be coming back in the next year. But The Dirty 20 has been very kind in letting us revive this old episode so that you guys can hear it. And I thought, what better first episode would there be if we didn't throw back to the old days of my early podcasting career and hear from this amazing conversation with The Dirty 20. Now, before we dive into it, it is a little different than what the show has evolved into since its conception. Back in the day, there were only shame questions, and as you'll find out in the episodes to come with all of the more recent Game Masters I have had the pleasure of talking to, they get to talk about shames, they get to talk about success, and they get to talk about advice. So, sit back, relax, enjoy this old throwback, and let's get into the episode, shall we? So, if I don't roll good here, then something's wrong today. It is like living in a horror movie. It's like being a, a really low-level monster. Just imagine, like, a really sweet, cuddly bear that's also a dick. <laughs> Everything can be a hammer if you just believe in yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna retire from being an inventor and become a mafia boss. How dare you come into my house and not be shamed? <laughs> How are you doing today, Tony? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, doing the grind. When I'm not doing this, I'm editing. Right. <laughs> it's never ending. Never. It's it's like you're rolling a nat one every single day of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's uh, it's. You think you're finished, and then you realize, oh yeah, there's another thing I gotta edit. Uh, then you listen to it for the 1500th time, and then you find that one little snippet that you forgot to grab, and then you have to re-edit the entire episode all over again. Beautiful moment. Oh yeah, definitely. And then you're uh, you're listening to the recording after it's been out for a couple days, and you're like, oh, oh shit, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> I hate editing, and this is why I hired editors. <laughs> <laughs> I am the editor for The Throne of Dice, and we're just swamped. As we Southerners say, bless your heart, you know, just <laughs> just bless you. Isn't that uh, isn't that Southern for go fuck yourself? <laughs> it depends on the connotation. <laughs> sometimes it could be the go fuck yourself, and sometimes it could be the, oh, like, we literally want to bless you, even if we have to throw holy water on you. <laughs> <laughs> Die Satan. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you. Uh, why don't we roll for your first question? Okay, so I'm using my blessed dice. So if I don't roll good here, then something's wrong today. It's almost like an even spread, though. So you could roll a one, you could roll a 20, and it's like they're all decent questions. I, I did don't know if roll a four. A four. <laughs> this question is, do you plan on wrecking the party in your current campaign? I tried once 
and I will not try again because the day that I tried everything as a DM that could go wrong went exactly that. It went completely wrong. And my players ended up surviving that session. And we actually do have that episode up. And it's the one episode where I got so infuriated, I had to mute my own mic just to yell at absolutely nothing because nobody was here other than me. So, <laughs> Oh, geez, which episode is it? That is episode 13. It's called episode 13, Casino Royale. Oh, dear. My players were in a alternate dimension where they had to go to a casino where there was a monster fight going on. And they then had to escape from there because the uh, one of the bad guys decided that he was going to blow the building up. And uh, yeah, let's just say that I tried to kill them off and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was the goal to have them do the adventure in an alternate plane of existence or was it to like just uh get rid of them so you could start over well, it was it, it it had to do with the storyline because in the 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 city that they were in it was the city known as lesri and latath it's a dual city so uh latath is the city of where like the poor slum people live like the the people that just like have to work on a day-to-day -day basis and make very little money for what they do but the city of lesri however is a giant floating rock above the city that the only way you get up into there is by through trolleys or teleportation circles. And they had to go there because there was that event at the casino where they were looking for a very specific individual that was quote unquote a murderer. And that person was hosting the event so they had to go over there and try to find this person and they did but turns out that person had a fail safe and just decided guess what i'm gonna blow the entire building up and kill thousands of people while i'm at it it's one way to cover your tracks or get on the most wanted list matter of fact they are on the most wanted list <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's good <laughs> at least they're trying <laughs> right they made the attempt <laughs> <laughs> they're working on it it'll get there Ah, uh, okay. So, right. do I need to roll for my second question? Yes, you do. I got a seven. A seven. What are your top three funniest D&D moments you've had, either as a player or as a DM in a campaign? Oh, God. Okay, so in this campaign, uh, the funniest moments were episodes two and three, where I forced all three of my players to play as homebrew kobold characters that I designed. Uh, and I made it to where that their kobold characters were like 100% nerfed in all aspects of the term. But the way they went about it was absolutely the most hilarious thing that I've ever come across period it's it, it was it was honestly one of my players said that being a first time DD player that was the best experience that he ever had playing any game so that mm -hmm. felt really good for somebody to go in and say something like that you know yeah uh, maybe it's because i'm just just because i'm canadian but what does nerfed mean <laughs> nerfed uh basically dumbed down makes them weaker than they actually are 
Oh, okay. It's also a gaming term that some people use as well, but hey, live and learn, right? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just getting into gaming. Um, I would get into it more if I didn't have so much editing, but... (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. I'm just going up the ladder, apparently. Uh, 12. 12. Um, Do you prefer homebrew, playtest, official canon stuff, or all of the above? I prefer if I'm playing as a player, I prefer homebrew because homebrew is unexpected. It's it's chaotic. And I like that because you never know what's going to happen. If I'm a DM and I'm DMing for uh, new players, unless they were like the three people that I have in my podcast right now who specifically asked for a homebrew for their first campaign. I would do a pre-constructed campaign just to get them into the finer details of how to play the game, just because I don't have to do much work with a pre-constructed, you know, campaign or anything. Yeah. But my three players said, no, no, we don't want to do that. We want you to create this story and we want to learn the hard way. And I said, okay, cool. We'll do that. So that's what we're doing. (laughs) Nice. I maybe I'm an asshole because I was like, I don't want to do pre-constructed games for my first campaign DMing, and I don't care who's not a new <laughs> who's who's a new player. I want to tell a story. Screw the official playtest stuff. Well, it, you know, it's funny because like I was uh, planning on doing this story anyway, and I was going to use the same people that I currently have, but. Then I asked him, I was like, look, I know the three of you have never played before, and I guarantee you we're going to come across some things that I'm going to make mistakes on, you guys are going to make mistakes on, so do you really want to go in and let me do all of this work and create something for you guys to learn D&D that way? And they, they all said, yeah. They were like, yeah, let's do it. We're on board for the homebrew thing, so... I'm being nice this campaign, but I've already let them know for any campaigns after this that all three of them, if they try to do something as stupid as they've done in this campaign, they all three of them can go fuck off. And (laughs) I will make sure that they will have a miserable time at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I guess I'm lucky because the only new person is Jackie and then my sister and my friend Jess, they've both been veteran players before. And Jenna's even du- dungeon mastered a few campaigns. So, like, it it was just Jackie. And I was like, you know what? You're learning D&D my way. <laughs> <laughs> poor I've Jackie. Said, poor Jackie. <laughs> well, I've said screw it to so many roles. I'm like, screw worrying about food. I assume that you know how to take care of yourselves because that's not fun, like, <laughs> to listen to in a podcast. Right. <laughs> Screw how much you can carry. I'm assuming you know how to carry things or you found a way to carry your things without needing to. You would think that, but one of my characters literally on session had to ask me, is there a thing that we're going to get later on that will allow us to carry all of our goods like a video game? And I'm like, God, if you would just read your character sheet where it says that you have an ability that lets you craft bags of holding then you would know the answer to this question. <laughs> oh, God, my sister, she has a bag of holding right now. 
she stuffs a whole mind flare inside of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like, let's just stuff people inside of it and choke them to death. That's cool. <laughs> no, but then she, because she knows that if she destroys the bag of holding, she can get rid of the mind flare. Oh. And I was like, okay, that was a really, you haven't used that for anything else. And now I'm going to probably like down the road, be like, okay, you guys can carry three of your weapons with you on this mission. Pick wisely. So I'm about to make it slightly worse. Uh, I didn't even know this. Okay. So keep that in mind until after he asked this question, but apparently if you take two bags of holding with a person inside of it, then you can combine those two bags together and it will create a black hole, but the person inside of the bag will survive, but anywhere around the radius of when you combine the two bags will die. I did not know that. That's weird. Because it's like, it's it's the black hole becomes like, it, it only absorbs the people that are there and then it like collapses in on itself but the person inside of it is kind of like hold in like a gym kind of like thing and then gets released once the two bags disappear and destroy themselves so they survive but everyone else does oh geez i mean if you can fit your whole party inside of it somehow somehow right and then do that <laughs> it's like bbeg no more <laughs> <laughs> We're in a town full of monsters and we're not going to survive. <laughs> Yeet, Bag black of holding. Holes, here you go. <laughs> that's one way to do it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. I I'm looking forward to hearing more shenanigans from other podcasts of what they right. do with their bags of holding. Now that I know this. <laughs> okay. Roll to 13. A 13. Um, Lucky 13. What is... What is your favorite campaign you've ever played? Okay, so this is kind of a it's kind of a complex and simple answer at the same time, and I'll explain why. So, in all the years that I've played D and D, I've been playing for over twenty years, right? Yeah. And in those twenty years, I've only played as a player in four campaigns. Two of them never finished, and the other two I'm currently playing in now. I've only ever played in th three, so I get you. So I'm going to say that as a player, the best campaigns that I've played in is the two that I'm currently playing in now, just because I remember those two. Whereas the first two, I couldn't tell you what the story was about, couldn't tell you who my character was, none of that. So that's the answer for that. Now, if you're asking me as a DM, which one is my favorite, then for sure the one I'm DMing for the podcast, simply because of the fact that my players being brand new players have done things that I personally have never seen an experienced player do before, all because they sat down and thought about what they were going to do with their characters, and they took the time and dedication to create this story and change it in such a way that is just absolutely both enjoyable for me as a DM and for them as the players. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've only played in like three campaigns. One as a dungeon master and two as a player. Uh, the first two never got finished. My very, I only remember the first one because my character was such a weird thing. It was like, Oh God, it was, she had split personality disorder. 
She was a white tiefling who had a traumatic experience at the age of 10. And at the age of 16, she had been convinced that she was a drow for six years. So I was multi-classing where the tiefling personality was a sorcerer and the drow personality was a bard. And whenever she killed somebody, she would switch personalities. Okay. So it was this weird mechanic and I ended up screwing up the campaign because my character was jealous of a thing and then killed our ally. (laughs) Well, that's one way to end it. And then suddenly we weren't playing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, well, I guess I'm playing in a couple more campaigns now under Throne of Dice because we have our mini series as well. So right. The most significant one for me is probably Catalosa. All right. So uh, I went down several pegs to a nat one. And uh, I think my dice is causing me to realize that karma really is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is probably one of the more fun questions because now we get into the nitty gritty, dirty secrets uh, of what's your favorite way to screw with your players. Ooh. Um, so one of them actually happened recently, uh, where, where now as of, uh, this past Sunday, we've started recording for the next chapter. So what I've done is I took all of the episodes from chapter one and took notes on everything that they did as players and their characters. and created consequences for those actions. So for example, kind of give a little bit of a uh, spoiler for anybody who listens to this, that uh, in the episode that uh, for the first episode for chapter two, our good friend Norbit, who is a warforged artificer, he has a, uh, a robot pigeon as his uh, uh, steel defender. And instead of uh, uh, being able to walk, it can fly and do other stuff. Nice. Uh, I made it where, so the original wording for steel defender says that it actually has the same intelligence as its master does. So it can speak any language that the master knows it can. Basically it's just another NPC. But the way we wrote it in the story is that uh, for the first chapter, the pigeon was dumb, just stupid in all retro aspects of anything, right? But Norbit had a habit of whenever he would come across a door, like a literal door, he was terrified of doors, So he would take Pigeon, pick Pigeon up, and throw Pigeon at the door just to see if it was safe to open. So I wrote that down, and in the episode we just recorded, I made it to where that uh, when something was revealed to Norbit about his backstory, that it also triggered Pigeon's intelligence and made him instantly smarter than his master. 
and basically told Norbit that from now on, in order to do anything with Pigeon for the remainder of whenever I say so, he has to roll animal handling checks with disadvantage just to be able to do anything with Pigeon. Oh, no. He was mad. (laughs) (laughs) And I was laughing hysterically. I was like, this is how being evil really feels. Oh, God. We're about to launch chapter three of ours, and my brand of evil is ripping out their hearts and feeding it to them. (laughs) So I've... Our our campaign, I have the After Hours series, which you probably know you're one of our patrons. I do. And, and like, fuck, I've done so many After Hours, so I know so many things about them that I'm just like, here, here is hell on a silver <laughs> platter. And after chapter two, chapter three is going to get really, really, really dark. Oh, see, that's what I like is I like stories that like it mostly is stays true to what it's supposed to be like if it's a comedy it stays true to being a comedy but then every so often you get that little splur of like dark moments or like sad moments you know because it makes better storytelling like that so for me that that's fun to hear like i I have made the girls cry more than once just doing after hours, but I made Jess's character and Jess herself cry in chapter three. Ugh. I can't. Uh, I, I I did make one of my players cry and not this episode I'm uploading today, but in the next one that we're uploading uh, next week, I did make him cry because of uh, that little scenario he had to endure. Uh, oh <laughs> let's see i rolled a nine a nine what are fun ways that you like to spice up your game with um easter eggs i like to throw easter eggs into a lot of my episodes that reveal stuff that you wouldn't think about until you go back and listen to them and then when the the Easter egg is revealed, then you're like, oh my God, I knew it. <laughs> I love that. I've been trying to do that a lot as well. I think that's one of the funnest ways to engage the audience and get them thinking. See, even, even my players, uh, when I told them that I was throwing Easter eggs into each of the episodes, they have still to this day sent me messages about like what they think those Easter eggs meant. And not a single one of them is right at all. (laughs) But I love the fact that even my players are messaging me like, hey, we're looking for these Easter eggs and we want to know the answers. Well, guess what? You're going to have to play the rest of the campaign to find out the answers. Like, that's how it works, guy. My girls aren't searching as much because they all have secrets about different plot threads that they have that they know about so they have to be really careful about what they guess because they know things that the other players don't so they don't get to guess as much but sometimes they guess close sometimes it's so far off and i'm like oh thanks for the ammunition they have yet to get close to any of the right answers for my easter eggs and i find it hilarious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fair um i always love it when they're just so far off and you're just like <laughs> jokes on you fool <laughs> uh i did roll a nat 20 this time 
A nat 20. Um, so this is in like the meta aspect of like the podcast and DMing. How has podcasting as a DM helped you grow in your storytelling ability? I now know what audio editing feels like and it's a pain in the ass. Uh, it's the bane of my existence and my editors are actually my boss and I'm being tied up to my chair as we speak to in order to say this exact line. <laughs> uh, no, nah, it's um, podcasting. So it's one of those things that I never expected to do it in the first place. I, I've been streaming on Twitch for about almost three, three and a half years now. Oh, wow. And uh, I have applied for partner three times. I like I've I've done everything except for actually achieve partner yet, right? <laughs> and uh, it's been a roller coaster doing that. But then, um, what got me into podcasting was a friend of mine introduced me to uh, uh, a very popular D and D podcast called uh, NADPod. Uh, not okay. another D&D podcast. Uh, I listened to that. It was the very first podcast I ever listened to. And I listened to every episode religiously. In fact, I'm so obsessed with this group. I've already listened to their campaign. This is the ninth time that I've listened to it. Wow. Uh, it, it's that good. It's legitimately that good. Um I actually like these guys better than Critical Role, and that's saying a lot. I haven't even listened to Critical Role. <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't finished Critical Role either, so don't feel bad just because their series is a long series, and it's a really good one. But NADPOD is one of those ones that just hit home for me. It felt right listening to their podcast. Whereas with Critical Role, it just felt like I was watching another TV show. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I finished listening to their first campaign, I was like, I could do this shit too. Like I've been playing <laughs> for as long as the this DM has been playing, if not longer. And he makes it sound so easy. And then I get into it and it's like, nah, bitch, <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> right. I, um, I got it. I, my first D and D podcast, cause I started listening to true crime and then I had a concussion was like, what can I listen to on podcasting? Cause I've run out of true crime episodes of the one podcast that I listened to. So I was, I was directed to the adventure zone and I got obsessed with their stuff. And I was like, I had planned my campaign for about a year. And then when the pandemic hit, it felt like the right time. And then I was like, they've gotten completely overtaken for me by dungeons and daddies though. <laughs> that podcast is absolutely ridiculous i've heard a lot of good stuff about dungeons and daddies but i have yet to have the time to listen to it yet it's, it's one of those things i'm trying to listen to everybody's podcasts and the only ones that i've completely listened to all the way through as of right now is y'all's podcast throne of dice uh nad pod and I've listened to what was the other one that I've listened all the way through on Spotify. Um, let me find it. 
I'm trying to get through all of Character Arcana before I move on to other people's. Yeah, it's like there's so many different ones, and I like all of them. Uh, Dice and Desire. That's the other one that I've completely finished all the way through. Uh, but I've got I've got four orbs that I'm listening to. Uh, waffles, maple and syrup. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Forgotten Era. Uh, missing role player. Uh, found, which is a Sword Art Online D and D session. It, there's so many different ones, and it's just like, oh, I I I need to finish all of these, and you're just overloading me with stuff. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> If you f- feel really sad one day and you need to just cry laughing, Dungeons and Daddies is the one to go to. I've got them on my list and I have yet to take a listen to them. But. I cried laughing the entirety of episode three and I've not stopped laughing since. <laughs> I mean, I laughed at the first two episodes, but episode three was just so tragically hilarious. <laughs> just And they started the episode off with a... Um, a uh, cover of uh, Hotel California to recap what had happened in the first two episodes. That does sound hilarious. <laughs> it was beautiful. And they have this disclaimer for a good portion of it that says, we're not a, D- a BDSM podcast. And then that changes. I will de- I will definitely have, I'll probably listen to them tomorrow, actually, Then now that you mention it. Because um, I do listen to my podcast while I'm at my job. Because I deliver pizzas so i get to listen to whatever i want to while i'm in my car all right so that's the nat 20 that is a 19 19 secretly is there a character npc or played that you'd like to kill off just to fuck with and how fuck with your party and how how do you want to kill to kill off Mm. it can be a player's character I honestly want to kill uh, it, it like part of me wants to. And the other part of me knows that it will screw up my entire hard work of writing this entire campaign if I do it. But if I were to kill Norbit, then <laughs> it would be satisfying because of the fact that his was the most difficult to come up with backstory wise but it would also be the one person that would absolutely destroy my entire campaign, even though that all three of the characters are the reason I wrote this campaign. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that would probably be my answer. Now, if you were to ask me in the other aspect of which NPC character would I like to just absolutely fuck all of my players over with, just for shits and giggles i've actually turned that npc into an actual character for uh another podcast that i'm a part of uh chaos crits i turned it into an actual character his name is billy nilly (laughs) he is an 80 year old sorcerer warlock that is obsessive over fireworks married his patreon and uses wild magic as his go-to for spells. Oh my god. And it's hilarious. That sounds hilarious. Honestly, what you could do with Norbit is his body dies, but his soul is trapped in Pigeon's body. See, I can't do that because of the episode I was telling you about because oh. the the way that I set it up is that in his world that he's from, 
it, it it's devoid of magic. So in order to do it, he had to split his soul from his body, become a warforged because he used to be human, split his soul in half, become a warforged and put half of his soul inside of pigeon, which is why that pigeon is pissed off at him. And as more intelligent than he is, because he's like, I'm the smart one. I'm the, other half of you that you should be having so you can't throw me you can't abuse me so fuck off (laughs) (laughs) um oh god that's that's so unfortunate what happens to pigeon if he dies that's uh it it's it has to do with the mechanics of the artificer is that if the artificer dies, then pigeon dies. So if like both of them will die, but if pigeon dies, then the artificer can resummon him after a long rest. So it's kind of like just, it's the part of them that is the intelligent part. Yes. But it's also the part that it can, it's kind of like in destiny where like you can just keep reviving yourself. Basically he can do that with pigeon. It's Voldemort. (laughs) It's Voldemort. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes on us. He's actually immortal because he split his soul in half. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but instead of choosing a snake, he he chose like the dumbest bird. I still like I didn't find out until later on why he chose a pigeon and his reasoning for it just it it it's one of those moments as a DM you're just like I hate you and love you at the same time and I don't know which one to feel just yet but I'll <laughs> let you know when this campaign is over. <laughs> uh well I'm glad you said that cuz I like I'm just I built an artificer for our uh, Christmas special that we're recording next week. And basically, I'm Buddy the Elf from the Elf movie. <laughs> yes. But his name is Fuddy Duddy instead of Buddy. Buddy. Yes. And that, um, that ticks so many boxes for me. <laughs> and instead of being a happy elf, um, I sell I sell uh, maple syrup to children, and I um, also have a uh, I, I I went with battle uh, master whatever it's called. that's what he went with and i i despise him for it like i really do because he made it to where that he is literally unhittable and i hate it i want to hit him so bad oh no i'm hittable um but my uh my uh steel companion is a reindeer with a blue nose called blue dolph yes Achievement accomplished. We have the emo uh, Rudolph. It's Rudolph and Buddy Daddy to the rescue. Beautiful. (laughs) I just, oh God, what a ridiculous character. But I like, I will just absolutely love every single millisecond of me listening to just that one character. (laughs) He's. Oh God, I have to figure out a voice for him. It's going to be... You have to make him grumpy. You have to make him like, I I hate life. I hate all of you children, but here's some maple syrup anyway. (laughs) What if if Buddy Daddy is really happy, but Blue Dolph is a grumpy asshole? 
that I would like even more, actually, because I could <laughs> see that happening. That that sounds hysterical to me. It's just like you have the emo reindeer and then the super jolly, happy elf guy that gives maple syrup to everybody. And it's it, you, I. Yeah, just do that. Just do that for me. <laughs> just do that for me. I will definitely do that for you. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> my sister made a uh, character in it that's actually a minotaur um, it's for her boyfriend who's going to be playing right. and he, he's a minotaur who loves Christmas sweaters and is a bar he just Christmas carols to other people's houses oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> why <laughs> why <laughs> Could you just imagine this big half like ox person in a Christmas sweater? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everything is crazy. Here we are. <laughs> oh god. Um I didn't forget what my dice roll was. Uh 16. 16. 16. We'll make this the last question so you can get back to editing and I can get back to editing and we can both be in hell together. <laughs> No, but I'm having so much fun. I don't need new episodes this week. <laughs> well, I'll invite you for a break on this show again sometime soon, okay? Sweet. <laughs> Yay. So 16, what's the craziest thing a character has done to thwart you? Oh, God. I don't even know if I should reveal the answer to this one because the episode's not out yet. How long until the episode is out? Because I can post this one. It's episode 20. Um. Okay. I'll say it in a way that it's not revealing to anything, but when you get to that moment for anyone who does listen to that episode, you will hopefully come back to me and be like, how the fuck did they accomplish that? Okay. So there was a scenario in episode 20, which is the last episode for chapter one, where they were fighting a boss and one of them needed to get somewhere extremely fast. And the only way to do it was for that character to get thrown by something in that episode that could potentially actually kill him in one hit. Right? So they threw him. And this Joker rolled perfectly in order to use his weapon to back himself up onto the ledge with enough momentum to where that he would not go off the cliff. Oh my God. I don't know how he did it. I really don't. I'm still dumbfounded about it, but they managed to pull it off and it's stupid. Good. That like it was, I was literally talking about that specific moment for weeks after it happened. I could not believe that they actually pulled that off. But if uh, anybody listening to this, if you go listen to episode 20 and you get to that part, come back to me, whether it be on Twitter or whatever, and let me know what you thought. Because I swear to God, it was the most like intense, extravagant moment of my entire D&D career. Wow. Dang. Um. <laughs> I, I'm not going to comment by 
sharing things in chapter three, you'll listen to that, I guess. <laughs> but I am excited to listen to that. I, I just got to finish Character Arcana and then I'm going to be on your podcast because you guys are definitely the next one. Like, you're right there. I'm like, Character Arcana. Is like, I'm itching. I, I got I got to get I there. I got to get there. I'm like hearing amazing things and I just, ah. <laughs> The, I will say this, uh, and this is just one of those things that I, I say as a disclaimer for everybody, because there, there are people that uh, don't really understand in certain aspects of what I'm about to say is that our podcast is meant to be a comedy, and it's meant to be one of those things that's like, we're going to say and do a lot of stupid shit. It, we really are. but. Also, our audio quality was not the best in chapter one, and we now realize that. And chapter two onward is where we're going to start sounding a lot better. Like our quality is going to increase exponentially. So if you guys who do listen to our podcast can just, you know, get through those episodes and just listen to the story, even if even though we all know that the audio quality is not the best that there is, I promise you there will be a lot of really cool shit that will happen in chapter two onward. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things I kind of want to just get out there just because it's, it's something that we've been discussing on my discord here the last few days. And, uh, yeah, it needs to be said. So fair. Um, that's part of the reason why I've gone back and I'm re-editing the first five episodes which is why there's so much editing for me right now. In, in order for me to do that, I would have to re-edit the first 12 episodes. Oh, no. And there's 20 in chapter two or chapter one. And then I would then have to, as soon as those first 12 are done, then the last, uh, let's see, 14, be, it'd be 13, 14, 16 which i'm uploading tonight and then 17 i would have to also re-edit fair i um i'm just re-editing them so they're the same quality as six and on that's that i mean hey if you got the time to do it do it i i highly admit you for it. <laughs> as for me in my house i would rather sleep <laughs> my thing is is that i hate hearing my own voice so I would rather just throw somebody else my audio and say, here, you fix this. <laughs> what absolutely gets me is uh, I, ha I have uh, somebody in my Discord who's a huge fan of our podcast. Uh, she's from the UK. She, the day that she m met me in person, like she, you know, messaged me and stuff. She was like, you have the most attractive accent I have ever heard in my life. And I'm like, Woman, I don't know who you are. I don't know what where you live. But please never say those words to me again. <laughs> I I hate my voice. I hate my accent. Don't speak to me in those connotations, please. I like it. It's a nice change from the backwoods hick weird semi newfy sounding accent that happens in Alberta. <laughs> like this weird mix between so everybody near calgary i live in edmonton which is two like three hours north of calgary but everybody in calgary which is a other major city in this province is like they're somewhat southern sounding 
And then a lot of people around Edmonton hail from Newfoundland. So they kind of have that weird Newfie accent. And it's kind of mixed into this weird amalgamation of the both of them. So basically, it's the equivalent of Florida and Georgia mixed together. And you just have to roll with whatever you've got. With a little bit of, uh, oh, what is it? Wisconsin. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst accent. <laughs> no, no, you mix those three together. You might as well just end 2020 now. <laughs> the real reason 2020 sucked. Everybody found out this accent existed. <laughs> so that's why Corona exists. Damn it. <laughs> We're trying to wipe out this accent. <laughs> I get it. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> the real reason. Let's just all agree, though. Let's just all agree right here, right now, that the most annoying accent on the face of the planet is the one that Justin speaks with. Let's just all admit that here, right now. Let's all just get that out of the open. Like, Justin, I know you're going to listen to this at some point. I know you are. Let's just all say it right here, right now. You, my friend, you, my friend, need to work on some things. I'm just saying. God, he. Just he saying. tried to convince me that because Canadians named the letter Z Z out of the British name for it, that we must call zebras zebras. I mean, he's tried to convince me of a lot of things, and I just kind of just like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I told him what Took meant. And he argued with me. And I was like, but that's an Inuit word for beanie. On, on the bright side, he says guillotine correctly. So he's got 1% of life correct yeah. by saying one word correctly. Got it. <laughs> yeah, one word. That's the only thing he says correctly, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's not as bad as my godmother who lives in Michigan. Oh, no. Where pillow is pillow and milk is mouth. Hello. And roof is rough. Ugh. Heathens. I know, right? Just how? How do you get that? How, just sound it out. It's not that complicated, people. <laughs> Word for phonics, they have that. <laughs> it's one thing to speak with an accent. It's another thing to just say words wrong. <laughs> so uh, I think it's about time we stop picking on Justin. I think it's probably 640 or 540 where you're at. <sighs> It, it's 5.40 where I'm at, and I still got to finish this episode, but I was having so much fun. <laughs> we will have fun again next time you're on the show. Sounds good to me. And we'll also play games soon. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to that episode. The Dirty 20, unlike some of our other old podcasts, is actually still running and has recently released episodes. And has been doing so pretty steadily for the last few years. So all the links to listen to all of their stuff will be included in the description. If you want to go check them out, go give them a like, a follow, a subscribe, and all of that fun jazz, and see if you can help their ratings and keep them on the air. All of that fun stuff helps podcasts like The Dirty 20 and Confessions of a Game Master and our other show, Dice Decided. All those shows that you really like listening to, it helps them get reach and it helps them make more amazing content for you. Now, if you would like to be considered as a guest for this show, please email us at entertainment at realscrollsfilmco.org or message us privately on the Real Scrolls slash Dice Decided Twitter. 
And if you want to check out our other shows and projects, you can do so on our YouTube. And uh, if you're interested in some of our exclusive content, you can find that on our Patreon for about the price of one or two coffees per month, which helps us create more amazing content for you and prevents Throne of Dice hiatuses like we had for that show. Um, some last minute notes on some of the things talked about in this episode is uh, Throne of Dice will be coming back in about a year. Um, it's going to take about that long for the girls to be prepared to come back, as well as for me to figure out what's happening next in the campaign after this long hiatus. I plan to get back to recording that sometime next spring. Uh, as for the Merry Christmas episode that was mentioned, the first half is up. The second half has some audio issues. At some point in the next year, I'm going to see if I can figure that out and it will be released instead on Dice Decideth so that you guys can hear it there and hear some of that amazing Christmas content. So I'm going to try and get that finalized for the first time this year. You heard us mentioning someone named Justin. Justin was part of the Throne of Dice team three years ago for a brief period before life took him elsewhere, and he was actually the reason that I got in touch with Tony in the first place, and so we ribbed our friend a little bit. Justin has since moved on and I think is no longer in podcasting, but is doing other sorts of events. You might see him on other situations. I think he streams now, so um, I don't exactly know where he is in life at the moment, but uh, we both knew him and had some fun mocking him a little bit, because that's how friends do. Anyways, thank you again, Tony, if you're listening, for coming on the show. I look forward to having you on again. So much time has passed, I'm sure you have more to add, so maybe season two? Who knows? Reach out and let me know. But I hope you're all having a wonderful time with this, and the next episode will be out next week, and it will be... So today uh, we batch released three episodes for you so you could get interested in the entirety of the show. So go ahead, go listen. Out right now should be Dying 5 as well as Rated RPG. So go give them a listen. Those are newer recordings and I'm sure they would love your feedback and your interest. So go give them a listen and do all of the fun stuff for them as well. And next week, the next episode will be, drum roll, Roll Britannia, that's right. We got to have Roll Britannia as one of our guests on this show, and it is a freaking awesome episode. So keep on listening. We look forward to seeing you again and have a great week, everybody. Bye. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Confessions of a Game Master. I have some announcements to share about the Real Scrolls shows that have occurred since recording season one of Confessions last spring. The first announcement is that Dice Decideth went on an editing hiatus and will return at a later date. Caleb realized that the story was far more complex and wanted to consolidate all of the episodes into a more streamlined way. So you'll be seeing some of the 
villains campaign and the legends campaign and all of the side stuff mixed together in more of a TV episode style splicing. So that's going to take some time and we will let you know when it's ready to return in a better state than it was when we first released episodes. In the absence of Dice Decideth, we have decided to bring back Throne of Dice. It has had a soft relaunch to much success with the inclusion of a mini-series called Battle Bandits, done in the Sexy Battle Wizards one-page RPG by Grant Howitt. Now, Battle Bandits is a one-shot that I did with Morgan from Mind Flayed Mondays, Dan the GM from What the Dice, and Ken the Lazy Ninja Dude on Twitch. And we had a blast, and it's proving to go on longer than I anticipated as I'm editing things down, to be about three episodes per session that I did with the boys. So you probably won't see new Curse of Catalotica content until maybe December or the new year. I'll keep you all updated about that. It's a blessing in disguise though, because the remastering is taking longer than anticipated, so it'll give me some extra time to work on the remaster. Speaking of time for that remaster of all of our old episodes, I will be moving Confessions to a bi-weekly schedule alternating between Throne of Dice releases because I need the time to work on Throne of Dice as well as other big projects that are happening and Patreon level content that's happening and just so many things that are in the works as well as working my day job. So just to give myself some more time, I'm moving Confessions to a bi-weekly schedule until Throne of Dice is fully remastered. Speaking of Patreon, we have consolidated our efforts by moving all upcoming Patreon content to the old Throne of Dice Patreon, where we have patrons already helping us out and enjoying exclusive content like After Hours, Behind the Scenes, Full Bandit episodes, because Battle Bandits has about 20 to 30 minutes of great shenanigans and content missing from these public releases. Bloopers will be coming up, one-shots, and there will also be exclusive bonus content from Confessions that you'll be able to find there as well. Patrons also get to have exclusive say on some naming stuff. They get to pitch ideas, they get to talk to us one-on-one -on -one about different things, they get exclusive level access to certain Discord features, and so many other great things. So go on over and check that out, and we look forward to having your help, because as I said in the actual Confessions episode, we are giving you so much content, and it does take a lot of effort, and it would really help us out so that we can make more amazing content for you guys if you paid just the amount of a coffee or two per month in a subscription. That would be lovely. One final thing I do need to tell you about is that we have moved off of Twitter. There are rumors going around that Twitter has decided to go into being a paid situation, and we can't afford that, nor do we want to keep promoting it. So we have moved off of Twitter and will be exclusively working through Instagram, threads, and Facebook for the moment. And eventually we will relaunch a YouTube channel when we have a better system set up for editing and the time to do that. So we are no longer on Twitter, but you can find us through Real Scrolls or Throne of Dice on Instagram, Threads, or Facebook. And we look forward to seeing you there. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to sharing so much more amazing content for you guys. Bye!